Hello, I'm Mike and welcome along to The Hype and the Hope. And I'm Shari and what would you say our podcast angle is? Well, we as the purchasers of far too many games, just like many others, avid collectors we are, uh, we like to talk about a game that has recently gained admission or future admission to our collection. Something that's made it through the holy vetting process to take a space up on the Calyx. Yes, it's a very serious process. And we also like to talk about the games that are worthy, got our attention, but didn't quite tempt us to give up the real estate. Because we can't buy everything. We need to be able to move around the house. <laughs> so we say, for yeah. now. And then finally, what do we look at in part three? Well, we talk about a game that we've played. One of those possibly aforementioned two games that we play a week, at least. How did it live up to our hype and hope and anticipation and expectation? Yeah, you'd hope it would. So far, we've been on a pretty good run. Yeah, we're usually pretty good at buying what we want. In our early years as, as hobbyists, we didn't quite know our niche. We had a fair idea, but sometimes we would buy things. And that... we're still trying new things, though. We are, so... we are. But we've. I think we found our groove a bit more and we were a bit better at predicting. Possibly, but now we have to be a bit careful that we don't just buy the same old feeling game. Yeah, without we... trying anything new. And I think something that we've picked up Um, that we talked about in our last uh, podcast, the Black Hole Rainbows, is probably an example of a new thing that normally we wouldn't go near. I was thinking about that game and how the word I really want to use with it is fun, but I could see people mocking it and saying, well, aren't all of your games supposed to be fun? And then I thought, I think I associate the word fun with laughs. Yeah. And I enjoy all of my games. I would not describe all of my games as fun. They They can provide marvelous times. Yes. So, yeah. So that's something I didn't get to say last time was that game just looks fun like it looks like we're going to laugh jolly jolly yeah yes jollity you know to be had and today we have several games to talk about and we'll have to talk about how jolly we think they're going to be shall we get started yes we should so our games that we've decided to add to the collection yes that's plural because amazon prime day happened yes and when the games all add up to less than the price of one game normally they deserve to all be talked about together at least that's my claim and I'm sticking to it I will never forget how we impulse bought and after and this was you know when we were trying to be discerning Bunny Kingdom one day at Good Games in Cannington yes that this was actually in person very rare for us (laughs) we just wanted something we wanted a new game and we bought it and we love Bunny Kingdom yeah it's a great game even in two player I, I, I actually like the original but way rather than the variant oh yes yeah even though some people say it's not so great at two i disagree so the amazon prime sale was good to us in the past because that's how we got jaws yeah that's a really neat little game isn't it and we've never played it again i'm fine with playing it again i think we played it a few times and it hasn't come back out again but that's fine for a cheap price doesn't mean it's like less than going to the movies isn't it right and that's the math that people always use i don't Know why people say, oh, you know, you, you need to play your games this number of times, whatever that number is. We all have our own numbers. Yeah. And for Jaws, it was cheap enough that it could have just been once and it would have been fine. So that was good. It's weird, just sidebar, that you and I both read the novelization of Jaws. Yeah, and I still remember the whole bit about um, Ellen Brody listening to him <laughs> peeing, the, his, her husband. I don't remember that bit. Were you a teenager when you read it? Yeah, yeah, it was really vivid, the section. Mm. Wait, no. Oh, I just messed up. It's not a novelization, it's the original yeah, novel. Yeah, it's the original. Sorry, Peter Benchley. Yeah, See, I'm yeah, making absolutely. it right. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like, um, yeah, that's an odd trip. We don't have a lot of book overlap in our youth. Yeah, yeah. But we no, have Jaws. I mean, and I, I would give spoilers about the novel, but people might want to read it. You should. It's a bit different. What, give spoilers? No, you should read the book. You, oh, yeah, you yeah. the people I that I can't think see. I you would want spoilers. No, I am very anti-spoiler, yeah. but I will not. It's not exactly the same as the book, as the movie. Well, it never is. No. I was going to say I'm going to I mean, to it's go... a dolphin for a start. Yes. <laughs> dolphin. A pair of dolphins, really. Yeah. They're twins. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, I was trying to segue really clumsily into revealing the names of the, well, let's say the first game that we're going to talk about from Amazon Prime Day, which only cost us $19. What a deal. Wait, was that Australian or was that US? That was Australian. And if I look out the window there, I can see the neighbors just looking absolutely shocked at the price we got. (laughs) Absolutely. You are tall. You can see over the fence. Yes. Um, Yeah, they... (laughs) 
I'm trying to imagine. I'm not going to turn around. I kind of want to turn around now. It's pitch black. But I can't so see that's 13 bucks American. Yes. That seems like a good price for Hughes and Q's. Yes. And I made the wrong illusion because I was thinking of the wrong game. But we'll talk about that game later. Oh, oh, okay. Well, foreshadowing. You'll get my really clumsy illusion. Yeah, Hughes and Clues. We so are stumbling about today. That's a game we, we, that we thought that looked neat. And I, then we thought, it's for three players or more. We can't play it. And um, you, Wait, you did remember that bit, right? Yeah, I did remember it. I did. Did, did you remember it before you bought it? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew. And I mean, at $19, who can go wrong, you know, 13 US? (laughs) So some people might be thinking, are you just going to stare at it? Or do you have people come around, you you know, notorious antisocial types? Not antisocial in the Australian definition, as always. Just, yeah, we tend to just game with each other these days. Yeah, we do. Except you do teach a bit of board gaming at school. Yeah, I run an elective at at the high school where I teach, uh, modern board gaming and tabletop gaming, and it runs for half a year each year, two groups of kids. Do you think the kids will like this one? I think they will. I think the the thinkier kids will, and frankly, you know, I sound a bit prejudiced here, but it's the thinkier kids that I'd be more comfortable getting near that very papery board that it comes with. Oh, is it very papery? Uh, I think so. Maybe not, maybe not. I'm thinking... I don't know what you think. Is it? Ooh. I think it's just like paper. Well, for $19... I might be wrong. <laughs> I might be wrong. We'll have a look. $19 does not even get you a, <coughs> an enormous pack of construction paper at Costco. So... No, it's a good deal. Yeah. So we can probably afford to take some risks there. I was actually wondering how well... I mean, it's good for the novelty factor and showing different types of games to the kids... But I, I wonder how well it holds up if you play with the same group because people might tend to use the same clues for the same colors or use the same words but for a slightly different color. Hey, last time you said that yeah, was navy. And the, and the vocabulary mm. you know, might be a bit of an issue for some. It might be really interesting. I quite often like to play... Uh, with some of the older students. The, um, I was going to say, we might just bring it out in our, kids. Yeah. our more regular classrooms. I, I um, supervise uh, some of the university-bound students in year t- 11 uh, on their sort of study break period they get, which is a period when they can study or prepare up for uh, for their assessments or so, do their assessments or do so their So you homework. might work with descriptive yeah. language yeah. skills that, some, that some, they would use on their just, exams. Sometimes they just blow off steam, though, you right. know, and, you know, a bit well, of Well, it's just going to be clear that you don't have to be headed for university, but that is something that is on their exam, their yeah. ability to express yeah, themselves. Yeah. So I have a little quiz for you. What's the quiz? I would like for you to come up with as many ways to express the color pink as possible. Pig, sunset. <laughs> pig. Um, <laughs> Yeah, some Rose, fish are brown or um, black. Salmon. Salmon was my first one. Was and I was it? thinking it, it would be fun Trout. To... Oh. Because <laughs> if you cut a trout open, it's kind of... Okay, a... don't you cut a lot of fish open and they're pink inside? Actually, mostly freshwater fish. So freshwater innards could yeah, be yeah, yeah. on the paint chip. Because I was thinking what fun it would be to name... Pink eye. Pink so conjunctivitis. <laughs> conjunctivitis. Yeah. Oh, Which I've had. We've done a feature wall in conjunctivitis. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's more like red eye though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not fun. It was much more common, I think, when we were kids. Have you had it? I forget. I have. Yeah. It's like someone's I taking think. your eyes out of the sockets and boiled them in boiling water and then put them back in. That's what it feels like. That or I was just around a lot of dramatic people yeah. in my childhood. It's hard to remember. And if we were around younger children more, would we... Be aware that nothing's happened to conjunctivitis. It's still around just as much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, so I thought, wouldn't it be fun to, if I were playing the game, which who knows if I actually will or not, I'll certainly probably enjoy watching it since you teach that class while I have another class and there's a window and it's a whole situation. Yeah. But I thought it would be fun if instead of just saying a color like salmon, you had to say salmon swish. You had to kind of put a marketing appeal on it, a little alliteration when you're playing the game. Yeah, that could be good. So, and then I thought about speaking of books. I thought about oh, it's, it's a Judy Bloom book. It might be Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. It's somebody, and the grandmother, someone fancy in the book, doesn't say pink for the carpet. She says rose beige, and that's always kind of stuck in the it's back like of my running. mind. It's not pink. It's rose beige, and I thought flaming, rose gold. 
Rose gold is oh, different. The number of people that told us we had pink phones when we had our iPhone SEs. I, I liked having a pink phone. I, know. I, I like, for some reason, I'm a man who is attracted to the color pink. Pink donuts. You just put you in the pink time machine a hundred years yeah. ago and you'll be fine right yeah. there in your little pink dress. as Manly, 1920s. fiery color. Yes, absolutely. It's yeah. proto-red. Oh, which could be another one. I had Flamingo Kiss. I have a list here. Galah Dreams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Baby Lips I didn't like. I had Sunrise. Did you say Sunset or Sunrise? Sunset, I said. Hmm. Well, I had Spam Sunrise. Oh. Which sounds like a breakfast dish. Put more thought into this. I put a lot of thought. You'll like this one, potted norig. All right. Yes. The the IKEA pigs. Yeah, because I thought we proudly own one. Yes. um, If you don't have an IKEA norig, you should. It's better than the Calyx. Yeah. And then my favorite single word entry. Imagine buying, you know, going to Bunnings and having them, you know, mix up some of this in their paint mixer. Prolapse. So that's the real reason I can't play this game. It's nothing to do with yeah. player count. Yeah, that, that's gross. Nobody wants to play with me. Um, Did you have more to say about Hughes and Cues? Hughes and Cues? No, I just think it, it looks like a sort of fun group, sort of almost party game. I guess it kind there of... There might be laughs. You said fun. Yeah, yeah. So the second one I thought we could talk about is Cat in the Box. How much did we pay for that? Cat in the Box was 33 Australian dollars. Ooh, pricier. So we're actually getting into the $20 yeah, range for yeah. US dollars. Yeah. So whenever we talk, uh, I think the Australian dollar buys about 66 US cents at the moment. It, it's yo-yoing between 66 and 68. And we're really lucky because it was around parity when we lived in the United States. And now we live here. It's, now things are different. Yeah. But we can celebrate the good deals that we have here. So... I think, and we're probably not alone in this, we've inadvertently collected a number of cat-themed games. Which would you say is our worst cat-themed game? Laser Cat Attack. (laughs) It was like, I think, the second thing I ever backed on Kickstarter. I still would like... I I need to go back and know what I was doing and what you were doing and how that happened. It's it's beyond bad. The production's beyond bad. It's not even as good as CatTube Famous, which has funny comments, but is also... Yeah, it's yeah. like at least three times worse than Captured Famous. I'd say even it's 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 bad. It does come in a pouch. It does. The pouch perhaps can be repurposed for something. It says Laser Cat Attack on the pouch oh. in a light lime neon green. We hadn't seen the uh, <laughs> SNL sketches with the laser cats before yeah. that. Is so it inspired by it? Probably. So I probably like it a little better now than yeah. I did the time. It was it's still a bad game. Nothing can <laughs> save it. Yeah, I don't. I, sometimes we're looking for a filler and that one hasn't somehow no. made its way out even though NIMBY did pretty recently and yeah. I wasn't a big fan of NIMBY then. It was better then. the second time. It was. So yeah. maybe Laser Cat Attack deserves another Maybe. Look. Maybe. So, we have the retrospective edition of the show. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what would you say is our best cat-themed game? Isle of Cats. Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot going on. But you know what? Special shout out to the game that doesn't ever make our show of ga- of game we skipped out on, um, the Race to the Raft. Yeah, which is not an expansion. Yeah, we just didn't want it. I don't. I can't deal with the stress. Yeah. Like it's bad enough with the one little cat and Flashpoint and the yeah. dog. Yeah. Don't make me deal with a whole island of kittens on fire. Sandery sort of. No. Thank you, but no. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I just it wasn't singing to me, and and oh, I'm we sure never seriously great. consider it, did we? But you know, this is just the sort of thing that if it popped up on an end of year sale or an Amazon Prime Day, it does we have might. a good pedigree. Yeah, yeah. And then I would just complain the whole time, and yeah. I don't know how I would try to rewrite the story so that no kittens were actually in danger. Yeah. A bit of a soft touch like that. We also have a game called Cat Box. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's one of those ones from the people that make matcha and uh, and they they do or they did. Was it Grail Games? And they have the whole series. That, so we Elevens yeah, was our yeah. first Kickstarter, and it came out in this flat box. But they reissued it in that little chunky square. Yeah, and they did matcha. They did um, Knitsia's. Like yeah, yeah, they did. Um, Oh, they did that donut one, donut, donut drive through. Donut drive through. Which it also wasn't as bad when we replayed it. Or was it Go Nuts for Donuts? I missed the... 
No, Go Nuts for Donuts, we sold. We sold it. That's the one on the larger. There was a whole slew of donut games. There was like Cthulhu of donut. Yeah, it was the year of the donut, wasn't it? Um, so I what don't know do you how know? we got from cats to donut. <laughs> it's an easy path. Yeah. So what do you know about Cat in the Box? It has cards. Um, it's popular. <laughs> People really like it. Um, uh, and there's debate about whether it's playable at two. Is there debate? I'm not aware of debate. So you don't think it is about playable at two at all? No, I think it is. It is? Okay. Then. I think it says it on the box and we all watched... Right. There's debate about whether you should play it. There's two. a little bit of debate whether Mike was watching when I played the okay, video. Okay, perhaps that's the case. The I have been playing a lot of No Man's Sky recently. and Doing the two... Well, it was one guy and he was showing how it plays at two and how it's slightly different and it looked like it was no big drama. There are there's a subset of the community though that seems to think everything plays badly at two. Uh, That's true. Have you noticed this? And I think there's like an ideological wall of people who seem to think that you should be playing with lots and lots of people. You know, not just. It's two those people. same people who think when you go on a cruise, you need to sit at a big table of ten people to eat your dinner, or you're not having a good yeah, time on your cruise. That. I like how when we started cruising, it was like, oh, that that's awful. Go eat by yourself. You're missing the point of cruising, and then. Anytime dining or be able to select your own sort of table became so popular, it actually has become rather competitive to get those spots. Just to be clear, it wasn't us who said, oh, how awful sitting by yourself. That was Shari impersonating the voice of the oh, thank you. general masses who, uh, with their conventional wisdom. Do you think when- I got the voice right? P- possibly. It sounded a bit like you, though, so I just okay. wanted to clarify. We never want to sit next Weirdly, to I sound like the general populace Yes, quite often. So, yeah, but then coming on to board games, same thing. When we started getting into board gaming, everything was, oh, you know, that's catering to special needs, playing it too. It felt like. Yeah. And, you know, but obviously you'd want to play at four. Four was seen as this big default number. And things have changed and that's good. But I do notice that in forums, people will say, well, how is this one at two? And you get people in there who I agree with you, who don't seem to think anything's good at two. It's like asking somebody who's, if you want to say, well, how's this new country music album and people who hate country music come in and say, look, it's nothing compared to the Ramones. Yeah. 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 While that may be true (laughs) for some of us, yeah, so and then there are informed opinions, of course, but it always depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. And look, we and it's it's this whole debate much with the multiplayer solitaire argument, you know. As soon as I see someone complain against multiplayer solitaire, I want to buy it. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> But part of that's because you're a spiteful person. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like the I was traumatized by the Kingmaker mechanism in um Oh, what um, the um, Lords of Waterdeep? Yes, and uh, and it made me angry, and I was not happy, and I wasn't my best self responding to the situation happening to me. And I think I'd, that's the only time I've seen you not get along with people at, when when we have played with a yeah. group. You're usually pretty accommodating. I just thought it was a stupid mechanism, and to this day, I hate Lords of Waterdeep because of it. <laughs> And um, I hate take that, you know, if it's if it's in a serious kind of game right. that feels serious, if it's a fun little, you know, that's fine. But I don't like playing a game for an hour and a half and then something like that happens. Anyway, we're going to stop talking about it because <laughs> okay. I'm picking the old wounds open. You are bitter about it. There should probably be um, some sort of therapy that specializes in board game related trauma. Yes, there should be. And... Maybe I can found it. <laughs> then I'd just complain about my own and no one else would ever get to speak. No. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine the group meetings? So you don't know that it's a trick-taking game? Oh, yes. I, I knew that. I knew that. All right. And it has black cards. Do you have any anecdotes about trick-taking games in your past? Well, we used to play a lot of um, bridge, contact bridge and um, hearts and... Um, See, every time you say you used to play Contact Bridge, I just giggle on the inside because I associate it with 1950s Housewives, which yeah. is unfair. 500, you know, we played all those games. with, And, you know, we probably misnamed the games a lot of the time. I'm, I'm pr- Probably it wasn't really proper bridge. I don't know. But we played that for like sort of silver coins and, you know, and 
I had forgotten that you'd played Hearts. I remembered Bridge. Hearts, I was going to bring up because there's a Stephen King book or novella called Hearts in Atlantis. Yeah. And the character, I think, maybe at uni or somewhere, or maybe he's a boy growing up. He, he learns to play Hearts and it becomes an obsession with him and his friends. And that sort of on the edge energy Stephen King writes it really well when he's describing playing the game and um, some of the terminology that they use and they're, they're getting so into it. And the only thing I've had like it, my, I was going to say my own trick taking thing other than probably lots of card games with my grandparents and stuff growing up that I don't remember would be that I had a shareware copy of spades. I want to say pre Pentium days that I played a lot. Like, I went through a real streak of playing a lot of spades. Is spades anything different to hearts? I think it's just the spades. I, I don't even remember. I have to find this out. <laughs> I don't care enough. To find, I actually don't care if enough. this was a YouTube video, I'd say, if you know the difference between hearts and spades, comment below. You know people actually can comment? On... Well, if you know the difference between <laughs> hearts and spades, comment below or wherever the comments are. So you don't even know. Diagonally up. <laughs> For all you know. Because you've never listened to this. I just tell you that there are episodes out there. Maybe. (laughs) The same difference, really. (laughs) We're having fun with each other. That's the real objective. Yeah, and I just remember like kind of staying up late. Of course, earlier days with the computer and, you know, gaming and on it. And just kind of like one more game, one more game. That sort of mentality. Did you get into that when you played Hearts or in these others? Or No, you know, we just played until we... Till the night was over, it got we got we got tired. That was it. Well, look we would at Mister Sensible. We played. I mean, we played late. You know, we we would always be. No, uh, Stephen King really captured that whole sort of just. It's sort of satisfying and rhythmic, and and I don't expect Cat in the Box to be anything like that. It looks very different. And of course, we've played The Crew recently. Uh, we recently. You did. have. I have. I because I picked that up because. Uh, couple of the kids did it as a sort of research project for the the course and i thought well apparently people like it so we got the deep sea version so that's trick taking it's a trick taking game okay yes. yeah it is see i i not look closely enough at yeah, your class I when show i show you how to past. play it thanks but so that's at work. definitely for three players it is so unlike cat in the box which is apparently good at two and our final choice before we get to the one that we didn't pick. So I made that reference about seeing the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Looking in over at us. Would, so would you say they're concerned that there's been some sort of, I don't know, wrongdoing, criminal activity? Maybe a, a murder. Ooh. Or could they just be paranoid? Could they have just noticed us glaring over the fence at their gigantic, ugly shed one too many times? You know, we've become surrounded by gigantic, ugly sheds. Sheds are a really big thing here, and especially where we live, because people keep small boats in them, because we live near a big estuary and the ocean. And everyone around us has sheds that are the size of small homes. But you know what? It's free fencing, free extra tall fencing. I swear there's probably some Cessnas in some of these things. (laughs) Except the lots wouldn't accommodate that because it's modern suburbia. So, it is, yeah. so everybody thinks they're living on some acreage or something, but really yeah. they're in the little postage stamp lots with yeah. the but enormous sheds. Right. So Colorbond. So is know. it us actually glaring out our rear window at these? At them, yes. Yeah, because rear window is the name of the game. It is. That is kind of more like us, I think. Just shaking our heads, folding our arms. Wasn't um, it some obscene? That was like $21 or something, wasn't it? What did we pay for it? I think it was 29 Was it? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Which is $19 US, last I checked. That's which was deal. earlier today. Is yeah. Good... Rear Window is probably my favorite Hitchcock movie. Do you have a favorite Hitchcock movie? And how many Hitchcock movies can you name? I've never seen a Hitchcock movie. <gasps> Surely. Well, you know what? Psycho, you say that. The Birds. I was going to say, I've probably put on Rear Window for you. But Rear as window. we learned with the videos I've played, you not... Don't always pay no. attention. No. Um, <laughs> Just because you're in the room doesn't um, mean you're watching um, um, the show. Vertigo. Mm-hmm. The Birds. Mm-hmm. Rear Window. Psycho. That's um, pretty good. I think that's all I can name. Well, I guess for somebody who... Well, how have you never seen any of these? I just haven't. They're not gory. I know, but they were just probably just a tiny bit before my time. 
when do you think I was born? Oh, I know, but you know, <laughs> tiny bit before my time, and I don't know. I mean, you are three years younger than I am. How? <laughs> uh, maybe I'm culturally younger. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, this explains why you know '90s songs. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't accept this. I feel like surely, but you've seen parodies. You've seen like the SNL parody of the birds. Do you just laugh? Yeah, well, I know at- those ones, <laughs> and all I, all I know is there's birds in it, and and it's bad. Okay, you know? so Mike's has never seen Mike's summaries of Hitchcock movies. We just got your one on the birds. Give us your summary of Psycho. Someone gets stabbed in a shower. That's my summary of Psycho. <laughs> and there's really like kind of piercing music when it happens. Um, Vertigo. I don't know. Is it in a plane? Is someone up really high and scared? I don't know. Um, I would not be able to tell you anything about Vertigo. And what's the other one? Rear Window. Rear Window. Oh, well, I know. I've seen lots of parodies of that. You know, oh, hang on. Is wait, is, you've seen more parodies of Rear is Window. Is the train one that Throw Mama from the Trains a reference? A bit. Okay, yeah. So, um, Strangers on a Train, right? Was that him? I think I'm not sure. I didn't put it on my list of oh, does. I don't know. Yeah, tell us in the comments if Strangers <laughs> on a Train is. No, a- stop that. People, you do not have to engage with this nonsense. Ver- How did you enjoy High Anxiety? I like from it. Mel Brooks. Yeah, of course it, it's um doesn't it parody Vertigo and other tropes and I don't even know which Hitchcock film you should watch first, but Rear Window is my favorite. And when I saw the game, I was still IP averse, but I yeah. remembered our good times with Jaws. Yeah. And then it was all oh, it's three to five or whatever, and I thought oh, because I'd actually watched maybe it was Tom Vassell or maybe it was Rodney Smith play it, and I thought why is this not two player? And I saw somebody was talking about it on Board Game Geek, and it seemed like the designer or publisher was saying well, you know, it could be, but you know, it just doesn't seem like it would be as much fun. Which you know they have an informed opinion, but are they coming from the whole player interaction? Yeah. So. Uh, so we watched, well, no, no. Apparently I watched a review of two guys. I'm sorry, I forget I their names. I sort of watched bits of it. Where they, One was bald. Okay, narrows yeah. it down. So And yeah. they played at two players a couple of times. And they had a really good time. And I think my suspicions are correct. And I think that this is going to be a good game at I two players. I think it will be. I'm really glad we got it. And if it's not, for the amount of money that we're spending, we'll still have a lot to talk about to each other. Yeah. Do you... So do you know the mechanisms or would no. you like to do a summary? <laughs> Just um, there's cards okay. and you guess whether there's a murder or not. So we would play where one person would sort of be, one person is giving clues and the other person's trying to guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. And sort of like an anti um, letters from Whitechapel. Right. So that would be one versus many, but this is cooperative. How do you think we're going to go with that? As long as you don't have to know anything about the movie, we'll you probably do not. go well. Okay. Do you anticipate wanting to be the person who is doing the guessing or doing the clue giving first? Maybe clues. Okay. I like giving clues. Well, uh, you have your DM background. I can background. get a bit annoyed having to guess things. He says <laughs> pointing to the monstrosity open on the table to our left, um, which will be talked about in a different episode. It's not a monstrosity. We've solved one clue. You're talking about Emerald Flame. We'll talk more about it later. Yeah, yeah, and you know what the answer to the clue is? I can't tell you because it's very, very, very not much. It, it's an answer, and that would be a spoiler, and we don't do spoilers. It makes the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything <laughs> seem profound. Or at least twice as meaningful, you might say. Yes. <laughs> so now let's talk about one of the Amazon Prime Day deals that tempted us, but we decided, nay, nay, not today. And that is Pan Am. Pan Am? Oh, no. Well, what tempted you about it? The box. And the, well, you know, I um, I like the aesthetic. And here I get to say aesthetic because it's not aesthetic. Sorry, this is, this is a pet hate of mine and I'm going to shut up about it now. Um, <laughs> um, I like just the whole sort of retro 60s vibe. 60s, mid-century. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was kind of appealing when it came out we even thought about it then so we we of course have seen the show pan am way back in the day and that look at and vintage mid 20th century airline 
aesthetics. There, yeah. did I say it to your liking? My dad used to be a travel agent and had some Pan Am stuff. And your mother was what you would call an air hostess. I would have called a stewardess. And today we call them flight attendants. Does she have any stories about that? I never really asked. I think that's a thing to ask. About what? Being a an, air hostess. An air hostess back in the day because... She must have stories. Probably. Maybe we'll ask her. Because your mother is kind of like we are and keeps her own company and and is a very independent person. And I cannot picture, I mean, obviously. Her as a attendant. Waiting on people who would have been difficult. I mean, obviously she worked retail for most of her life and had to deal with difficult customers, but a whole plane full of them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was younger then. Yeah. I mean, but... Sure, surely or, or did you know is there some surprise that she thrived on it or does she have some crazy stories so put that on I your don't know how list. long she was an air hostess I mean she worked for um the you know people that did the um the boat that sunk what was it the one that the terrorist attack um the Greek one well even if she was only air hostess for a day and we know she was one for longer than that she'd probably have good stories I mean the only one I've heard is she said what that she and her girlfriends were walking down the street and saw an ad was it? I don't even and remember just that kind one, of like, so you'd be doing better than I am. So they, I think they were at school maybe or had oh. had just gone out of school. And then some kind of music sort of played. and they <laughs> There was of, a montage. Yeah, you know, went down and all were all trying on the cute and, little hats and things. And it was showing them all getting weighed, which is the only thing I remember from the Pan Am um, yeah. show. Yeah. I Ma, mean, just to be clear, she didn't work for Pan Am. No, but... I and, can't even remember who she used to work and, for. But this would have been late 60s, early 70s. Pan Am was still around then, surely. What other, I don't want to say vintage, what other now defunct airlines can you think of? Well, of course, we have ANSET here, ANSET oh. Airlines, or, and, and TAA that my dad used to work for, and Trans T- Australia Airlines. Which was surely playing with or a subsidiary of TWA, Trans World Airlines? I don't know. Probably not. Oh, well, this is a question to ask your dad. If you know. (laughs) No. I just remember dad having some TAA cufflinks and things like that when he, prior to his work as a travel agent, he actually worked for TAA, which probably had something to do with him becoming a travel agent. These are great things to be planning for, for say Christmas. As you say, I'm not a very curious person about my parents. I know virtually nothing about their lives before I existed, so. Well... We could get into all the possible factors for that. You are a curious person overall, though. I so, am, I am. So that's all right. Do you know Braniff? No. Or Eastern? No. No. But I think Pan Am's kind of the, the face of vintage air travel days. Had the cool logo and color scheme. And do you, when you look back at so many movies, TV shows, etc., that's set in that time, or old travel posters, oh, you have to remember Western Airlines. No, never heard of them. Western Airlines. And I don't even think Pan Am operated here at all anyway. It's just famous. Yeah. Western was the one that flew in and out of Vegas, you know, with the Janet stripes. Oh, yeah. No, but I, I don't remember them from, you know, I mean, I might have known him for years. Okay. So when you think back to how airline travel used to be portrayed in that, because you first flew in the early 90s, late 80s? Early 90s. Early 90s. And then... I was shuttled to my grandparents a lot as a child and got to be the unaccompanied minor. And my parents lied about my age because it was before people carried around ID. So yeah. I got to toddle around from the early mid-70s. Do Is there anything that you wish you could have experienced that you see? In, well, from in airlines? Media? Yeah, just... No, no. I hate <laughs> really? flying, you know. I mean, yeah, but how if could you it have, have been to... better in the 70s? How could it have been better... Um, well, I mean, a lot. Smoking? Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, that, that's the thing is I was trying to think about the good things. You know, some of the, you know, like the seats being maybe a little bit more comfortable. That, you know, not trying Steak to... Steak Diane on the, you know. <laughs> and all those vintage meals. And obviously the not having to take your shoes off and whatnot. Not that I'm making a stance on that, but, you know, it was just walk up to the gate, walk onto your flight. Yeah. But all of that does come with smoking. 
So, which I remember as being pretty bad. Yeah, I, I never saw a cigarette on a plane. And, um, but I was thinking I'd probably like to go on the Concorde. And could you smoke on the Concorde? It's so confined. Yeah, it might be a... I don't know. But I bet you could. So, would, would you go on the Concorde if you could? No. Ah, no, you, I hate flying. You really do. Yeah, I hate it. When you're six foot four and almost... Well, and, uh, that's what I'm saying is... Maybe some of those seats would have been more comfortable. first class? Who knows? No, Concorde's going to be too small for you. I just remember that. I'm sorry. My shorter person privilege was speaking for once. But but if you went back to the days of yore, you might be able to stretch your legs out more. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I just don't like flying. (laughs) Okay. Not only that, I just don't like the idea of being out of control up in the air. I always worry before a flight. Even though I don't seriously think the plane's going to crash, I just think it's a bad idea, a bad place to be. I still remember one time we were flying somewhere probably to see my parents from uh, Las Vegas to Texas and we were just lifting off the runway there at McCarran and I think we simultaneously said, you said, I hate this part and I said, I love this part because I I do and you do. And Yeah, I hate flying. I I just don't. I just hate it. You say you liked the box on Pan Am. So I was thinking, would there be this whole immersion into the world of yesteryear flying and the romance that, you know, gets attached to that in so much media or even to, for some of us in our memories or the memories of those that we're close to, if we ask them questions about their lives, but no, apparently just the box art. Was it the little, little plastic planes? Plastic planes. (laughs) And I mean, it looked fine. So what made you, because I looked at it pretty seriously, as seriously as the others. What made you in the end say, nope, nope, guess not. Not not for this price, I guess. It just looked like another fine, good game. You know, I'm sure it's good. Yeah, there didn't seem to be anything special But there was nothing that was making me think, yeah, this is... So I think for me, when we're buying super cheap games that, you know, on uh, on sales and, you know... That are a little bit more of a risk. Boxing Day sales and... I want something that's going to be maybe a bit out of our normal wheelhouse. Okay. I mean, I know that hasn't always been the case. I mean, we got Alibari, a nice cup of tea, which is like mildly less complicated. Was that a Gen Snowdonia. Con sale? That was a, um, in, that was a Boxing Day sale, I think, okay. for, um, uh, from Advent Games. That is just baby Snowdonia. And, um, you know, we got, was what was the other one? Um, the Wonderful Kingdom we got for next to nothing. Mm. But, you know, and it's just a... Oh, that one it's does some game. things that we don't already have I in the collection. I suppose you're right. You Alubari, know. though, is just... But but some of the games that we've picked up have been surprisingly different and yeah. you know, things that we don't normally play. No, and I yeah. think that was the same for me, was that there wasn't going to be anything new. Mm. Whereas Cat in the Box has this trick-taking yeah. cards plus thing and obviously Hues and Cues is just an interesting sort of party game that I've not seen and you get to use words which is always fun and then rear window but sorry pan am you just look like a game that's okay (laughs) so we've talked about what's coming we've talked about what's not coming shall we talk about what we actually played yes well what i really should have said when you asked me if i wanted to talk about what we played i shouldn't have said yes i should have said yeah (laughs) and now would you say yeah or nine to autobahn i would say yeah to it but it is probably a 9 out of 10 in complexity, despite my <laughs> initial claim. This isn't heavy. Yes, yes, it's heavy. Yes. So did it... We always talk about when we think about what we've just played and something we had hopes and hype for. Did it meet your expectations? Uh, I think it met my expectations. It did. I was. I th- it's a great game. It is a great game. Um, I like it a lot. I'm really happy we own it. I think my expectations were low to normal because you were a bit more for it than I was. Yeah. I think I got sold on the little Bowsers that are awfully cute to represent the service stations. They are cute. I don't think it quite met my expectations, but that doesn't mean that I don't like it. Perhaps I might rephrase it in saying that it met or even slightly exceeded my expectations in terms of gameplay. In terms of components, it might not have quite met my expectations. And components is my only letdown, yeah. although I think that matters. I mean, they're fine, you know. And in Are fact, they? five years ago, they would have been good. Tell me what's up with those roads that the trucks don't fit on. 
Yeah, the tr- the roads need to be bigger. The board needs to be ten percent bigger, I think, and the roads just a little bit bigger. I Some know. slotting would have been nice. I understand that would have been maybe yeah, too deluxe. Yeah, big slotted board would have been fantastic, wouldn't it? The goods the, are yeah. awkward on the trucks. Smaller goods that fit kind of like the goods fit in. Yeah, way what, to what's slide them into the back of the truck like you're loading a bullet. That would have been. But really you know how they have the little yeah. bit that sticks out over each side. Yeah. So it's almost like the the beginning of a stygial saddle. Yeah. What's the game that we have over there with the alpaca that travels around? Package or llama. Or llama. You know, probably Banana ears, them. cat ears for yeah. alpaca, llama ear. So that one has some... Th- those fit on decently, and I think they could have played with that idea of, of loading it on the truck so that the sides come down a little bit and it yeah. stays on there. And But it's also very easy to just whisk it off. And then two more, too many cardboard chits. The money... The yeah, little cardboard chips. The yeah. keys. Yeah, the money that's all kind of the same size and it's impossible to tell apart. And, oh, yeah. the threes and the ones. Oh, almost just exactly. digging Yeah, there's some disappointing and the little keys. Yeah, can you imagine if... Uh, can we really do things like that? I mean, how hard would it have been to just put a few little metal or, or even plastic keys? You know, Sorry, I know plastic's a dirty word these days, but the cardboard things just are really tiny and joyless. And I think we're living in a, a time when people expect better components. A game like this that's meant to maybe appeal to the Lacerda crowd yeah. and is for you know the gaming enthusiast. It's not a gateway game. You know, let us invest a little, pay a little more if we have to, yeah. to get the nice game that's going to last, which will excuse then maybe some of the plastic or wood consumption because it's not going to leave our shelves. And So, so just to be clear, in Autobahn, you're helping build the German Autobahn over a series of ages starting sort of from, <laughs> well, that's from where thing, Hitler left <laughs> off at the end of... So they don't mention that. Or maybe they do and I somehow missed that in the rule book. You're actually starting but you after don't, the you, war. They, they, very make, they make it clear you're not working for Hitler. His bit's yes, already which there. Which I, I do approve yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, I agree too, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the whole argument when we were sort of looking... Again, maybe it was just me looking at some videos mm. and whatnot. Uh, was Hitler very involved or did he just sort of attach himself to this already existing good project and... Yeah. and take claim for anyways but you do but start out after it, the war and in the game you're building the autobahn and then you're shipping goods out of germany to different countries and in order to do this you put down these little cardboard bits of road which you can then upgrade and you move trucks around the road and what shari's talking about is the lengths of road that you put the trucks on oh you just about have to get a measuring device out to fit your truck on without it falling off and then the truck has goods on the back of it this wooden block, which Everything's always wants to fall off. And it's really, really annoying. And More than once, I just put my truck next to the yeah. uh, route or I put it maybe a little bit over it. And we're really kind of forgiving of component issues that a lot of people kind of have. Like the Dice Tower are really upset about sort of the size of the board in uh, Monsters on Board. And we, that could have been improved. Could have been better, but uh, it bothered me a heck of a lot less than this did. What, what didn't bother you? Let's talk Just about the gameplay in general. I really enjoyed the whole idea of the way you put them down. I felt like there were a few minor, perhaps not ambiguities in the rule book, but just a logical arrangement of the rule book. I, I wanted it to be <laughs> this all is in, in your positives. one place. Uh, but but no, well, that's just another kind of negative. But I just thought the whole mechanism, you know, of unlocking the different um, research, which then would entitle you to put people in your um in the sort of building office building tower for bonuses at the end of the game and it is and, good there's a lot of satisfaction uh, in, I, in I making of, improvements i said yesterday after we finished oh that's it was exhausting like we messed up the rules twice and had to restart and then we got this it was right. over several days you know and in ways that and by messing it up we might have already been an hour into play yeah <laughs> but um then the third time we played it mostly okay there are the only issues were maybe forgetting to take a reward a couple of times so maybe a little so extra our own mode. fault um and I guess my, my chief issue with it is there's just, you've really got to have like a step by step there of what to do or else you will forget. And I'm not very good at reading dense text, you know, partly because of vision. The rule book is, is it's a good rule book. Yeah. I did read it. But then you get into the shorthand or some of the examples and you're like, yeah. but wait, what if it's this? 
Where do I find yeah. that information? Or here's this icon, and in this situation, it means this, but in this very slightly different icon means something else entirely. And I know some of that's me, and some people won't have that problem, but I, I think a flowchart for people who've learned the game decently, you know, had a good run through for yeah. it, would be really helpful. I expect after one more play, we'd be fine with it. And if we were the sort of people that only had like six games, then that's fine. Although I don't know if people with six games are playing anything this heavy. But uh, I, the game itself was great. I I'd really, like it as an app. Oh, it would be a fantastic app. It would right. do all that sort of middleman work for you and, yeah. uh, and upkeep. And um, and I think that's mostly th- some slightly better components and somebody to remind me, hey, you did this. You need to do this now. The only other thing I wasn't so sure about was the way all your workers stacked up in the lobby. Seemed a bit clunky, but... <laughs> You know, it was... What um, is... I guess it's really no different at higher player counts, but we, yeah. we had a rave going in that lobby. Yeah. But, um, you know, all in all, I'm, I, I can't fault the gameplay at all. I mean, in terms of gameplay, it's probably like an 8.5 at least for me. And It's easy to set up. You know, the turns are often quick. And I would still have the components at about 7 out of 10. You know, there's just a couple of issues. I'd have the good ones higher. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just that the the whole thing is you're building the road. Why is the road so bad? Yeah. I watched the videos of them building the autobahn. There was some great engineering happening there. This is an insult. And it's very thin cardboard too that you get. Um, I I agree that could have been a lot better. The unification bit is nice. Oh, yeah, I really like the thematic link there. You know, I didn't didn't feel forced in at all. And I, I know that Dice Tower had or some of them on Dice Tower felt constrained by, it, but I enjoyed that. You know, I, I, and it was kind That's of just different taste. I enjoyed having the lack of pressure to do these things, and you know, mm. there was no sort of way to build up, you know, yellow cards ahead of the time or anything. Yellow cards are required to build to some of those new places. We oh, maybe it's just part of the gameplay is just being two players. Yeah, it felt like sometimes I wasn't going to do things, namely build a segment on a two-segment link because then I would build a <laughs> the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, service yeah. station, and I couldn't be sure that I'd have a card ready for when you built one and. I think, uh, is, does there need to be a dummy player to maybe just get some of those built and we just get, or yeah, is that and just change us? the cards out maybe, you know? Yeah. And like the time I stuffed up and sold a card that I absolutely need, got rid of a card I absolutely need. Okay. Needed. But I did tell you. Yeah. 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 It was <laughs> a major say, stuff up, you know? <laughs> I said, are you um, sure you want to get rid of your only card of that color? Taking me to the space Which, I needed to get And you to, need yeah. to play the color to move your truck. Yeah. So you, we didn't ever do anything like take our trucks back, which is an option when you realize you have stuffed up like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot so, about that one. Um, it reminded me a little bit of what a heavy, heavy ticket to ride is what it felt like, you know, with the route that you have to fulfill and the... Um, different color cards that you sort of play down to get things happening on a particular color route. I didn't read the rule book closely enough, I guess, if it was mentioned, but why are all the pharmaceuticals coming out of Berlin? I don't know. East Berlin, I mean, they were known for like athletes being doped but during Well, the, no, it's just all of Berlin. Oh, you're right. It is all of Berlin, but wouldn't, wouldn't pharmaceuticals have been able to come out of West Berlin anyway? Just yeah, but plane. not yeah, not by road. And was so. East Berlin the? I don't know. Yeah, it just feels like somebody's. And has it necessarily been made in Berlin, or has it been made in surrounds? You know, and brought to Berlin. <laughs> in the the suburbs of yeah. Berlin. Well, no, I just mean in the <laughs> surrounding cities. You know, and, or. Because delivering pharmaceuticals gets you this bonus. It's almost like the the bonus sections have been reinvigorated for all the different destinations, which I guess is the true yeah. goal, is that in the third act of this game, you suddenly have a little bit more incentive to go the places you've already been and already taken the bonus tile. Yeah. But it just feels a bit dodgy. Like, I think of Berlin, and I think of, I don't know, nightclubs and art and yeah. stuff like that. It's sort so. of the end, end game's really a big race for, for points positioning you know with getting your, your guys up in that tower for the bonuses well, trying to get promoted and yeah, make sure yeah. you've unlocked the right things how to... did you feel about the sort of re- research advancement track where at the end of it you keep looping around in that circle i liked it i liked it but i kept forgetting where i was you know it was the only issue i had why and, i don't know because it was sometimes difficult to forget because I was not so great at going in order all the time that I was supposed to. <laughs> I, wasn't I would trying sometimes to the... forget whether I'd moved yet because when you're not moving along this clear progression, 
and you've been to that spot like six times before because you're going in this circle of four blocks, what you've got is you've got this progression track and then the end, there's this loop of four that you just keep going around and around and around at the end, uh, unlocking the same two sort of bonuses over and over and over. And when you've been there and done that, it's hard to remember exactly where you were. Yeah. And If you forget, did I move? You're not sure if you did or I'm, not. I'm not taking joy in your confession, by the way, that you do sometimes go out of order. Yeah. But I have to be, you know, the mean person saying you must follow the steps in order but i speak from experience if all of a sudden you're doing things a bit out of order when you're still learning the game yeah. obviously as we became more comfortable after our first two semi plays but the yeah. third one we were going a lot better and sometimes oh my goodness i was updating a city token before i got my architect over with yeah, my other we had hand. a few issues with them um, i, I had just I just would have liked the boards to be a bit slotted in general, you know, just the, the mm. player board, the big, sorry, not the player board, the, I'll just bang the microphone, let's hope that doesn't make too much sound. <laughs> um, I mean the, the game board, mm. like, I mean, how good would it be to have little circular indents where you could just slot home the size of the city, you know, rather than having it slide around and... And yeah. the autobahn positions, just with little inserts to slot things into, it would have been really nice. And I would have paid an extra $20 for the game quite happily. I, I wonder know. if that would be a reasonable upgrade price or if it would cost you know, but, um, more. I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying is the market for yeah. this game might be people who you know, want to invest in a forever game that... Yeah, yeah. Because if Lacerda O'Toole Eagle Griffin had been on it, I don't know. I feel like this might be the big hotness. Yeah, it's a good game. I like it, but there are just a couple of design issues. Glad to have it. 8.5. I don't know the rating. I just... Uh, I don't know the rating. I'm grumpy about some of those components. I'm, But you'd I, happily it, it, play it. It does. It feels like it's in the eight-something zone, but you know what? I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Because of the components? No, I don't know. Well, yes, I don't know who this would fit. Like, who would you recommend well, it to? it's not an entry-level game, and I'd recommend, you know, like a Lacerda game, you know, before it, wouldn't I? That's the thing. I love this theme. Yeah, yeah. And even though I don't care about trucks at all it's kind of sweet it does have some the, some of the wholesomeness of ticket to ride and mm. and things that are are likable there i ooh, i just don't know who to recommend it to if, because there are if you problems. like heavy heavy euro games oh, and like the theme there are a lot of people would say this isn't i mean it's no cerebria things. it's I still don't think Cerebri is as heavy as you think. Because I'm, I'm the one who had to make our player aid from it. scratch. Yeah, so yeah. I suppose, and I did a lot of color coding, flow charting to yeah. make that. And Maybe we'll play that again soon. <sighs> I liked it a lot. It was right up there. It was I one of my appreciate games it. What do they say in The Giver when Jonas uh, says, do Appreciate you, like you and take pleasure in your achievements. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is me with Cerebria. Yeah. The, the book, just to be clear, not the movie. No, the movie never happened. Yeah. It's the same studio that brought us any number of Indiana Jones films. I haven't seen the latest one, so I don't know. So you can't give Autobahn a rating. I don't want to. It's a to. good game. It's a good game. I would very much like to play the app. I come away from it thinking about other strategies that I would like to try. If I said tomorrow, hey, I'm just in the mood for a game of Autobahn, would you play it with me? I'd be so excited by, I don't know, this initiative on your part. And I assume you're setting be it careful. up. Yeah. And, and you're getting all the table cleared off of mm, Emerald Flame to... Yeah. To make way for it. I, I assume if you're going to be that proactive, I'm, I'll am i play Laser Cat Attack with you. I I'll play apply, Laser Cat Attack. I don't want to play Laser Cat Attack. I will attack. integrate the Laser Cats into Audubon. We might be on to something here. What are we importing? It's not pharmaceuticals they're guarding in Berlin. The Berlin <gasps> Maybe the pharmaceuticals in Berlin. Yes, they were guarding the Turned wall. Turned regular cats into laser, laser cats. Laser cats. This it's is the new narrative. Maybe secret, you know, World War II. This game, so whoops, this game is a nine. <laughs> laser Cat Audubon. I think it's that's a nine.